Hello everyone, hopefully you're doing well. Now before we get into this week's episode of the podcast, I have to clarify this was filmed back all the way in October, seven months ago. Well, time does really fly, huh? Um, so yeah, this is going to be a bit different. It might be a bit choppy because of the references that we make about new Doctor Who news that don't really work now. So I've edited around that because there's a lot of talk about all of the new stuff that's coming out around October. And there's no point of us talking about that now, so I've cut it out. Um, as well, um, at the end of this, we discussed doing a Christmas ep uh, as well, which has now changed. So the next Doctor Who podcast is going to be a mystery. Hmm. I get to select the episode. I know, right? That's such a weird, random thing. I have the power for once. I'm not a randomizer. So hopefully you guys come back next month, and hopefully you approve of my selection. But yes, hopefully you guys will enjoy this, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for a video on the channel until they know take care so it's good to be back we haven't done one of these since um august so it's been a while it's now the 30th of december we're recording this so uh time is flying november. oh yeah shit it is november i've gone forward in time happy christmas happy new year everyone it's the 30th of december maybe um but no uh, how are we we good Yeah, all good. Yeah, anything else? Yeah. It's been it's been th- it's been like you know three months though, and almost. Come on, give us give us some gas. What's going on? Um, when did you say we last did a late August? August. August. Okay. Just if you can no, remember that far back, you know, August twenty twenty two, not sixty two. Um, yes, I know. Uh, well. Yeah. Uh, well, probably since last time we did a pod, yeah, I've I've got a puppy. No, it's it's, it's bigger than what I got her. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do tend to, they do tend to do that puppies. They tend to grow. Yeah. They, they grow into dogs. I mean, literally, she 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 fit in my hand. Now she's like, you know, sort of like arm's length. Sort of look uh, at that, a timeless puppy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that timeless puppy. You're a timeless puppy, are you? Right? You're, you're, she, that, that is the timeless child. That... She's, literally yeah. like, she's literally like, Dad, next time you have your dinner, wash your face afterwards. <laughs> well, she, what did you she, have? I've just what? given her a bit of chicken because she was feeling a bit ick earlier. Oh. Um, yeah. Not great. No. Uh, John, are you been up to much? What's been kicking off since since late August? Me? You went to, um, bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, I mean, I've, I've spent... I've spent most of the last few days thinking, trying to think of ways to pan out this podcast. This week, we are reviewing The Twin Dilemma. If you can cast your mind back to July, it would have been our last uh, review, um, where I span the wheel. I think it appeared with another Tom Baker story. And I said, no, no. We got the horror of Fang Rock. I mean, this is this is ingrained in John's mind. And then I was like, despite no, we're not the, doing... Despite the fact there's like 30... 30- Tom Baker stories to choose from. So the chances of it coming up on a Tom Baker are quite strong. Yeah. He went, we can't have two Tom Bakers in a row. I'm going to spin it again. And we got the twin dilemma. And yep. what happened? We are recording the next podcast four months later. If we'd done the horror of Fang Rock, people would not have fucking noticed. <laughs> This is what happens when you play with the gods of fate. They slap <laughs> you in the face. It was decreed by fate that we should do the horror of Fang Rock, 
but Alex Kingdom, who's clearly never really read up on Greek mythology or any other kind of mythology, decided to spit in God's face, and he <laughs> got that spit thrown back at him. Um, but yeah, so we're doing um, the the twin dilemma, uh, the season season yeah. twenty finale, twenty one finale. But I think one of my favorite memories is obviously Owen wasn't on the uh, Android Invasion pod. Um, she was like, what, what, what are we doing next time? And we were like, Twin Dilemma. And he just went, fuck. And, you know, I mean, luckily for you, Owen, you don't tend to rewatch these before doing um, the podcast. So I assume you haven't rewatched it. So you didn't have to go through the pain, at least. Um, actually, I have. I, I watched it. Um, when did I watch it? What's, what's the day? Today's Wednesday. So uh, I watched it on Monday because I, I got home because I was staying at Aunt Diane's over the weekend. And I thought, I'll just chuck it on, refresh my memory because I hadn't watched it for oh, so fine. many years. Um, I watched it on Monday. Don't say since first broadcast, John. Um, (laughs) I watched it it on Monday too. What are the chances of two people in the world choosing to watch the twin dilemma on the same day? Yeah, also, also in reason, reasonable close proximity, the the, the moons and stars must have all been aligned in the right place, literally a couple of miles miles away from each other, watching the twin dilemma. Uh, John, I'm going to save you from doing a I'm going to do my own breakdown this time because I ain't going to put you down through the pain of this. So, I'll I'll the Wikipedia page up, but I'll let you do it, mate. I might not be as thorough as John, but I will still get try and give it its due diligence. So, basically, what I need, I think it's what our readers need. As, as, yeah. as, as light touch as possible in the in the revelation of the plot of the twin dilemma. So basically, this story has to do with the fact the Doctor has just regenerated after the caves of Andrazani, and he's gone a bit batshit. Um, and essentially, he's a bit confused. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's quite angry and a bit of a dick. Um, then also going on, some twins have got abducted because they know maths. So they're going to go and do some maths on another planet. Then we turned out that there is an old man who is a time lord. And the doctor knows him from the fourth incarnation. So Tom Baker's had some drinks by a waterfall or some shits implied like that. Then it turns out that the orchestrator, this is not the old man, no. It's giant slugs who want to blow up uh, this planet that they are inhabiting to spread their eggs across the world. And it's all a bit weird. And also Professor Jericho is there from Flux for some reason. Never quite understood that one. And for some reason, he decides to put on a very, very sequent jacket at one point for kind of no reason. It kind of goes against what he was wearing beforehand. He has the whole wardrobe of the TARDIS. But no, because it's the 80s, he chooses as much colour as possible. Um, and that's kind of your plot. The Doctor kind of muddles around, has has some Time Lordy, oh, I can't remember shit when the plot needs it for contrivance, and Perry screams a lot. That's it. Really. Oh, and I guess Doctor Who saves the day at the end. That, whoever, is, pretty much, that is pretty much it. Whoever that thought is. that those bowl haircuts back in the day thought it was a good, good look. It's not even the bowl haircuts, it's the matching outfits. It's, it's I mean, the they are twins. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not parents dress their twins up in you know matching clothes. Anyway, chaps, the twin <laughs> dilemma. I'm gonna go first on this one because I feel like you guys both know. Yes, both know. <laughs> um, your opinions on this. So I'm gonna go on mine. 
I think this is absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what's really going on. I feel really bad for Colin Baker because he's trying, bless him. He's so trying with this script. You can tell he's trying his hardest. But the rest of it is god-awful. The twins can't act for shit. I'm sorry, they might be lovely in real life. I think they were lovely when they went to the convention earlier this year. But they can't act for shit. And why is it a fucking giant slug? (laughs) Why? Of all the things to fucking pick, you choose a giant slug. This is worse than Time Flight. Because at least Time Flight had Peter Davison in it and Tegan Javanka. All this has is Colin Bacon even acting like the fucking doctor, acting like a twat, and poor Perry's got to be there and got to be like, oh, doctor, you just tried to kill me. But no, I'll stick around for the adventure because then, you know, everyone else is just hanging about. Everyone changes allegiance by the flick of a coin when the plot demands it. And the only interesting bit about the episode is when Colin Baker is distracting you from the plot. You're right. This is dog shit. Yeah. Um, the well, right, that's not as bad I mean, as I remember it for some reason. I mean, the... the... Okay, but as, as Alex has trashed it, and I'm about to trash it, I'll let you go in the middle. I mean, what doesn't I'll, trash? I'll, I'll, um... I'll, let you, I'll let you go in the middle. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be a bit more reasonable. Um, yeah, because I mean, when I last watched it, which was some time ago, I mean, I don't know, I, I might might have just enjoyed it at the time for just, I don't know, for sake of being naive, I suppose. Um, but then time's gone on, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really sick story. And then re watching it the other night, I thought, it's not as bad. As I thought, yes, it is shit, but there are stories out there that are a lot worse than this. Time Lash. Um, oh, and I hate to say it, I didn't think we could get worse than Time Lash, but this Time Lash is better than this. This is worse. This is worse. At least Time Lash has Paul Darrow and not giant fucking slugs. And at least, at least Colin's being properly directed in Time Lash. Yeah, and at least, you know, Perry's not getting choked and for some reason d- d- cares about it for one scene and then just sort of gives up. Um, you know, you tried to kill me, Doctor. I'm now afraid of you. Oh, for the rest of the script, I'll just be kind of slightly pissed off, even though if that was me, I'd want to get the fuck away from you right now. But no, I'll just tag along because the plot requires it. I mean, um, to be fair, she is basically left with the choice of uh, sticking with the doctor or marrying a giant slug. I'd do. I'd take the slug at this point. Based on how Colin's written in this, how he, I got, I'm not having a go at Alex Colin because I, Bride of Nestor. I love, I love Colin, and I don't. I think he gets a lot of shit I think as an actor. So when I think of some of his stories, I think him, him as the doctor's very good. Uh, in this, it's not his fault. He's trying, as I said, but nah, this ain't it. The doc, this is, a, I mean, I just feel bad for the viewers at the time because this obviously this was the series finale. This is your introduction to your new doctor. And I couldn't imagine there being a positive reaction. Like, I mean, to be fair, this was at the point when they were showing two episodes a week. So at least it was over in, over within the space of eight days. <laughs> Gee, thank Christ for that. Um, is it something like shown on 
Monday, uh, Tuesday, Tuesdays and Fridays. No, it's Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, right. If I remember rightly. But yeah, no, this, I mean, where do we begin? So the twins get abducted because they're good at maths, apparently. Um, and they have very good telepathy. Now, that that's really fine, I suppose. But we don't really find anything out about them apart from they're good at maths. Um, and for the rest of the story, they'll just randomly say things together in sequence for no reason and be like, we don't want to do the work. And the old guy will go, well, I could make you. And they'll go, oh, okay. They are very, uh, very, very slappable. Yes. They're, they're, they're even worse than Courtney Woods, which is saying something. Yeah. And also, I love the fact that the script doesn't have... Uh, doesn't have faith in them, so that every wine they've done, no Remus, you can't, no Romulus, we can't, no Remus, they can't just have a conversation. It'd be like me going, no, John, yes, John, instead of just going, no, mate, yeah, whatever. They have to keep saying their names because you will forget who which one is which within the story if they don't just keep repeating it. Because again, they, have, they have, called, have no personality. They, they should have just called each other the red one and the green one. Yeah, that would have been much better. But, um, no, I, mean, I just, you know, they're they're. they're their performance in this is so shockingly bad that even yep. showmasters this summer were only charging a tenner a pop for a photo with them. There, there, there was no photo. There was only autographs. That's that's how poor it was. Well, I mean, for whatever it is, you know, this yeah. is showmasters, the most fleecing £200 for a dual photo of bastards going. Yeah. Even they've realised they can only scum you for a tenner for these fuckers. <laughs> I do is feel that for bad. just about the pair of them? No, that was one each. One each. So you didn't even get a deal for the two. Who, who would you rather meet, Remus or Romulus? I mean, you know, um, if you had to pick. I don't know, what are their names in real life? Not a clue. Right, okay. <laughs> Could you imagine but somebody that wanted to meet one but not the other one? <laughs> somebody's listening to me. Your brother's a cunt, but I'll meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Romulus stands. Um, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're just having a fight in the queue. The Romulus stands and the Remus stands. So they're called Gavin and Andrew. Gavin, all, 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 all three of them. Yeah, they're called Gavin and Andrew. Gavin is Romulus and Andrew is Remus. Well, I would go for Romulus then because Gavin's a good name. I like the name Gavin. So I'll agree. Gavin's with you. a good name. I've, hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've known a few Gavins in my time. They've all been legends. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think this fi- this film, this this uh, story, just falls flat in every single convention. Um, really, um, I guess the sets look okay. You know, like I'm really reaching here, but I just think it's really difficult to be afraid of a giant slug that looks, s- you know. And like, I understand it's classic who, and I know some of it is cheesy, but the good thing is normally the cheesy props, whatever, is is you know, propped up by a good story. The story kind of makes you forget that, oh, that's a bit of bubble wrap or whatever, because the story is very good. Whereas in this, a giant bug with massive over-the-top bug eyes can apparently mount people's brains. Um, And it's like, okay. <laughs> or boil their blood even. I think that was the other one. What, what do they call it? Literally, Doesn't he literally give somebody an aneurysm at one point? Yeah, yeah. Kill somebody with an aneurysm at some point. Yep. Yeah. 
Yep. I mean, there, there, there's only a few few bits I actually enjoyed, and a lot, all of it's to do with Colin. I love, I genuinely enjoyed the bit in episode two where they go down in that tunnel, and then he just bitches out um, for, for about 30 seconds. He's like, cowers behind Perry. Colin's acting in that is very funny, um, whether it's meant to be or not. I got, uh, at least I chuckled. And of course, you get the line, don't, ref- don't refer to me as Doc, which is like, you know, uh-huh, there's a little line for you. Remember that? Um, yeah, and then, that, you know, it's got Kevin McNally's not doing a terrible job, but yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> um, I mean, Colin and Nicola are both fine. They're, they're both okay, they're good. You've got a couple of highlights from the guest, guest cards. You know, Kevin McNally's great because when he isn't he, you know, Morris Denham's in this. Morris Denham's a Always, always good. He doesn't seem to have much of a clue what the fuck's going on in this. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he, he, he always good. You know, so, so, so you've got a couple of highlights in the guest cast. Um, but so is this character, the, this time the, character, the the the, the, the characterisation of the Doctor in this is awful. Yeah. Um, and I completely blame the writer and the director. Um. I have checked. They're both dead. So they're not going to be listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, fuck you to the pair of you. Because um, it, it's... No, in, in, do you mind? I'd like to some, keep my hand, thank you very much. In some ways, um, it, it took a lot for Colin to recover from this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's toilet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very firmly in the worst 10 stories ever made. Yeah, and it didn't even make it into our bottom ten. I think. No. Let's have a look. Certainly in my personal bottom ten. I still rate Senenga conundrum. There's fifteen store there's fourteen stories lower than it. <laughs> so it's almost there. But oh wow. Not. What are the what are the fourteen stories that were lower than it on the list, Alex? Rand score of Colossus was dead bottom. Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, Sleep No More, Underworld, Underwater Menace, Rebel Flesh, Almost People, Over 55, In the Forest of the Night, Time Lash, The Highlanders, The Gunfires, Saranga, The Woman Who Lived, Fear Her, and then The Twin Dilemma. Yeah, about half of them I personally wouldn't put below it. Me too. After um, watching that, yeah. I'd, I'd put, I'd put Ranscore, Underworld, um, Fear Her. I certainly wouldn't have put Sleep No More in that. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd put Ranscore, Underworld, Fear Her. Probably Legend of the Sea Devils. Um, probably Nicholas Cessna's Night of Terror for reasons. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean the rest maybe underwater menace, but probably yeah, maybe not. Some of those are quite harshly done. The gun no way the gunfighters should be below this. I, I agree. I agree. Gunfighters is, gunfighters is good fucking fun. I don't like gunfighters. So look, just so we can go back, Reese gave it a two. I gave Gunfires a seven. Um, yeah. uh, well, John, is... go on, John, you gave the Gunfighters a two, did I? Yeah, finger must have slipped. Um, that's perfectly yeah. okay. What did yeah, I do? Gave... One, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, guess, I mean, to be fair to Owen, he was alive at the time in the, in the Wild West, and uh... <laughs> yeah, um... yeah. I was. I witnessed it all happen at the OK Corral. 
he, 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 he was actually in the bar at the time. He, he walked out like that little sergeant, that, like the little sheriff that John Pertwee played in Carry On Cowboy. He was he was in the uh, he was in the dentist not long before William Hartnell went. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I I made the mistake when I watched this. I thought it was two parts, like two big parts. I realised no, it's not that season. So it's four. Yeah, it's the end of the season parts. before. Um, which is baffling because I can go from one of the best stories in the caves of Androzani to to this. Is it's rather a drop in quality, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, and you kind of question: Is has there been a bigger drop ever? Do we think? Um. Yeah. Ooh. It takes you away to Ranskorav Kolos. Ooh, that is a, that is a good shout. That is a good shout. <laughs> That is a good shout, but I don't. I think I, I would rate caves higher than it takes you away. So, and I'd rate this yeah, lower than higher than Ranskorov Kolos. I'd see. I think I'd prefer. I'd prefer I mean, you know, bear in mind, Ranskorov Kolos didn't just come bottom of our poll; it came bottom by about a point and a half. Yeah, that is true. I think. I think I'd rather watch Ranskorov Kolos for the simple reason that it's half the runtime. Um, that's, that's a fair point. I'd watch it. Yes. You know, I mean. If I had to watch one of the two again, it might be Raskorov Kolos because it's a longer time since I last saw it and it is shorter. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily um, make it better as a as a quantity. I mean, they're quite but similar, it's, though, right? It, it's they, less painful because purely because there's less of it. Yeah, and it's quite quite similar in the sense of they both they they both have a decent guest cast, one of which is really good, and that is Mark Addy, and this it's Kevin McNally. Um Meanwhile, the doctor has written horrendously in both. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, you know, we'll, we'll save some of that discussion for the Ranskorov Kolos podcast. When, uh, yeah, if that you know could be soon, it won't. It won't, it won't be in the next few months. But, but <laughs> imagine we get the back to back. That would be hilarious. Um, but no, do <laughs> said don't tempt fate. I've done it now. We already, we already know what we're doing next month. Yeah, we're not we're doing next month, so we 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 yeah we we yeah. Well, I won't spoil yeah. it for those that are fresh to the podcast, but we can talk about that at the end of the episode. Yes. Um. Yeah. Just it's this is really frustrating to watch, really, because yeah, it's a it's a first Doctor story, and I'd like I did obviously I wasn't around like Owen in 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 the in the eighties to to watch this as a adult, but I can imagine people watch this and going, "Where's well, new Doctor's?" Horrendous. But then you know the first story for a doctor quite often isn't great. You know, look, time of the Rani is not brilliant. Mm. Like compared to what's to come over the following three seasons, Robot is not brilliant at all. I have a soft spot for that one. It was the first of a classic, apart from the five doctors I watched. So that was the first of a classic you watched. Yeah, but the five doctors is a bit of a. It's different, isn't it? Um, Cash of Alva, I don't think, was brilliant. No, no, shall we go through it, right? So, on earth, Cash of Alva is an acquired taste. Mm. Um, it's just one that I quite a lot of running around and it is one that I yeah, it's one that I quite like, but yeah, it's it's another one where you know, if you asked me to tell you what happened, I wouldn't be able to tell you, yeah. Um, should uh, should we quickly just go through them so we can avoid talking about Twin Dilemma? So we'll count an earthly child. I think the first part is brilliant. The rest of it can get swiftly in the bin. Uh, Power of the Daleks, I think it's all right. I think it's actually, yeah, I think it's all right. Yeah, uh, we probably get to the best of the classic era with Spearhead because you know the goat. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's one more I prefer, but you know which one that's going to be. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, I thought you meant the goat is in the whole top two. I was like, well, I mean, I uh, yeah, yeah, robot is. I think it's fine. I don't think it's brilliant. I think it's it's serviceable. I mean, if you're going to rip uh, off King Kong, you might as well do it that way. Uh, to Castrovalva, I don't like it. I'm in the Owen camp on that one. Um, and Twin Dilemma. Oh God, Time and the Rani. I've not watched, so I can't comment. But I, I think see. Tom and the Ron is good fun. But, oh, Rose is, is tremendous. Um, are we counting Christmas Invasion or New Earth? Which one do you... Te- I think I mean, you count Christmas Invasion. Okay, it's not good until David Tennant gets into it, so uh, we'll say it's a positive that I've he's in the 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the 11th Hour is the actual GOAT's top, top best post-regen story. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Um, well, that's basically, basically because they copy Spearhead from space. No comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> deep Breath, I think, is the, the best cinematic looking, and I think I like it until the very end, and then it loses me a little bit. But, hey, again, acquired taste, some of the decisions yeah, in there. And then A Woman Who Fell to Earth is actually very good. I rewatched it not long ago, and it's actually quite good. Um so the new series ones have a better track record, but yeah, I know I see what you mean, John. There's a lot of lot of, you know, mids. There's not many greats in there. But no, this is certainly on the other end of the table. Um, yeah, I just I thought it was horrendous. Like I found my I it, like it's I would say is it did I, I uh, it's broken me. Did I enjoy it? Did I enjoy watching it more than Time Flight? Yes, but only because I was laughing at how shit it was. I don't really know where else to go with the twin dilemma. Is there anything else to say? Have we covered it whilst not even speaking about it that much? Oh, well, the Time Lord bloke dies. I'm very sad. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to mention, I guess, that as a old stash Edgeworth or what his name is, is, is a is a Time Lord. Um, and you know the way they get around it in the end is that he basically burns out Nestor, doesn't he? Your Time Lord bloke. Burns him out, basically. Um, and, yeah, then they all fuck off home. Mm. <laughs> except Kevin McNally, except Kevin McNally, who goes, no, I actually want to stay on this desolate, <laughs> dead planet that's just a great big fucking quarry where everybody's tried to kill me. Um, God, how shit must his local pub be if he wants to stay there? They mentioned that like the main land of like the they get the surface one has like so much pollution on it, so they can't even go up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's he's like, decided to stay on a planet which consistently got to be underground. Yeah, he must be he must be from fucking Stoke or somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's, like, oh, it's nice here, isn't it? <laughs> you must live in Millwall. I'm actually fucking crying. <laughs> This is the best. This is the best few minutes of podcast ever had. I love it. It's actually, I've worked out. He's probably he's probably from Barkhead. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how yeah, we're, we're... He's, he's looking around. He's like, oh, she's nicer than the gas going. <laughs> Sorry, local expecting gas work. Let's take you down to Gascoigne one night, Alex. <laughs> Oh man! I say take you. I say take you. I won't go, but we'll send you on a bus. <laughs> you'll, you'll come back on pricks. I think you've broken him. 
Error we've 404. We've gone from slagging off the episode, just randomly slagging off other cities to other people to other things, calling a slug a potential like sex effect. Like, what is the... <laughs> That's what the twin dynamic does to you. This is what happens when you don't podcast with me for a couple of months. It all gets pent up and... Yeah, it's just really strange. And speaking of being a bit creepy to Perry, at the end of the story... The doctor goes, I am the doctor, whether you like it or not. And if that was me, I'd be like, right, you can fuck off then. But no, they have to have a shot in, it, in there of her smiling, even though he's been a dick to her the whole time. Mm. Like, it's a bit, you know, I don't want to Stockholm syndrome but it kind of is. Like, she, all she's done the whole episode is be a, all he's done has been an absolute prick. And she's like, no, actually, do you know what? I think I'll stay with this. Now, there's no inkling of a nice guy in there at all. Really. He saved her life. And every time he does it, he's like, well, I have to. You know, you moan all the time, you human. And it's like, I'd be like, can, can, I, can I go home now? I want to piss I mean, off. It is nice to see their kind of relationship develop over the story so they're together. Oh, no, yeah, it gets as better. A, yeah, as a starting point, this is odd. I mean, the, I'd the... rather stay with Kevin McNally and Stoke. Like, I'm, like, hang on, there's still another space underneath the ground. I mean, there is a a similar like post-regenerative, you know, relationship in, in that way with um, Capaldi, like with Doctor and Clara, because like he he starts out as a a bit of a cunt, really, when you think about it. Um, yeah, but he never like physically. He doesn't actually. Well, try yeah, to, I mean, obviously, he doesn't. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't actually try to murder her, murder her at any point. But the so, worst thing I mean, he ever does is be a bit moody and a bit like, oh, you know. Yeah. He, I mean, by, know, the end of series, but by the end of the series, like, she's the one trying to fucking murder him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. because she wants to go back with Danny it. Pink. Oh, God. Danny oh. Pink. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh. Anyway, uh, let's, let's not talk about that. So let's romanticize yeah, a heavily toxic relationship. Um, Yay. Um, but I'm ready to wrap this one up, team, in terms of the review. Sorry to everyone listening that this hasn't been a very serious review. We have not really gone into details on plots, but hey, that's the twin dilemma. I would challenge anybody to review the twin dilemma seriously. Yeah, even the yeah. writer and director and producer would not be able to review I'd... the Twin Dilemma seriously. And do you know it's... why? Because yeah. they're all dead. It's a shame on the box set we can't get a um an audio commentary because <laughs> I would love to know what was going on. Like, I'd love to know the amount of drugs that were taken. I'm going to assume before writing this fucking thing because Christ the bike. Um, nah, if this was written by somebody on drugs, it'd be fucking exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah, right, this, score... this, was, this was written by somebody on prescription sleeping pills. Right, let's go to scores on the doors. Um, Owen. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have a look at your score and see what you get. I haven't done. I I never gave one, obviously, so it doesn't matter to me. Oh. Uh, so, Owen, what, what what is your score going to be this time after rewatching it? Um, after rewashing it, I mean, it's probably gone up since. Um, so I'd give <laughs> this a. Uh, three and a half. Okay, you've almost doubled it. You gave it a two. Uh, okay. Jono, out of ten. I think I was probably generous to this when I asked it because it had been a while since I saw it. Um. I struggle to think how I can give this anything more than a one or a one and a half. I'm going to go one and a half. 
Right, you gave it a four, so uh, in the original, so it's dropped. I'm going to give this zero. I actively active. I have a lot of issues with this. I never like this. Justified. I, ne I never want to rewatch it. Um, to the to, to the people that told me that you know at the convention that oh that you know why don't you want to go meet the people from the Twin Dilemma? I hadn't seen the episode, but I can tell you now, if even if I was had seen it back, I, I still wouldn't want to meet the twins from the Twin Dilemma. This yeah, for me, Colin's era starts with the Cyberman episode, and we go from there, please. Me, me and both of those twins would have cost you twenty quid, and that's like two beers in the Olympia. Exactly, you know, or you know, or a nice autograph with Craig Ells and. Craig Ells is a lovely fella. Not saying that they're not, but I'd rather meet Craig Ells because, you know, what a 